coming to you from our new home at DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts. We are the Superflex Super Show. We talk QB values, Superflex strategies, evaluate and debate Superflex trades, plus our own twist on Superflex team management with exercises like Tinderflex, Super 6, and You Are Nuts. So when you're done with this awesome DLF podcast, find us on Twitter at Superflex Show and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show. You're listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast, where there is no off-season. Welcome to the latest edition of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I'm Dan, that's Ryan. Over there is Matt. We're going into the playoffs, fellas. Before we really dive into the news and uh, talk about some players, we're also going to play a fun game this week that our own Ryan McDowell came up with. It was not Matt, the the game guru, but it was Ryan. We'll get to all that. First, let's talk a little bit of strategy, guys, when it comes to the playoffs. Week 13's in the books. Week 14 presents the postseason for most dynasty leagues. Matt, is there anything different that you do now that we're in the postseason? Uh, not really. I mean, for the most part, I think I start the guys that got me there. I think those end of the bench guys are the not the end of the bench guys, but the end of the end of the starting lineup guys are the ones that I'll play around with a little bit in terms of matchups or riding a hot streak or whatever. But I think the core of my team pretty much stays the same. And especially for me, I, I typically try to as we get close to the playoffs, and I know that I've solidified a playoff spot. Uh, try to consolidate talent, I guess, on my team to be able to produce the the best starting lineup, at least the, the best starting lineup I think is going to be. Um, so it, it makes my decisions in the playoffs relatively easy when you do that. Yeah, I think all of us, the three of us at least, we all play, we all look at matchups already. It's not like we're di- diving deeper into that. We do that anyway. Ryan, are there any keys for you to, to winning in the playoffs compared to in the regular season? No, I pretty much keep the same weekly routine, I think, for my leagues. I guess the only thing I might do different, and in several of my leagues, we still have team defense. So rather than just full-on streaming from week to week, I look at you know the, the span of the playoffs, so maybe the next three or four weeks as a whole, whatever it might be, and try to grab that one defense that, that might be the, the best option for that entire time. But uh, other than that, yeah, just following the same plan. The only other thing I'll say, you guys, and I don't know if you do this, is that I like to have a lineup that even if if they tank, I, I still feel good about the process of how I got there. Like if I start, I don't know, Austin Eckler over – this is a really bad example, but like Austin Eckler over a top running back because I don't like the matchup or something. And then I come back, I'm going to feel a lot worse because I put the the guy who was probably going to score well on my bench and, and lost because I, I got cute with it and put a guy in there that, you know, so it really becomes a game of like, what can you deal with in the losses? Like what hurts more? And so that, that, that guides a lot of my decision-making too, I guess. So you're playing scared a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> exactly. I guess I so. Say. I mean, I, I just, 
it feels a lot it feels a lot worse when you when you when you get cute with the end of, with, with your roster if that makes any sense so. yeah that's one of mine for sure Matt. i i don't get cute i don't overthink things i don't all of a sudden start doing something differently i think that's the main point the one thing i do however is i tend to look at my opponent's lineups way more than i do in the regular season because of that whole now or never, this is it. It doesn't affect how I would make a decision for myself. I guess when I'm watching football, it it makes it a little more entertain me, entertaining and I guess a little more painful when, when somebody that isn't on one of my team scores because I'm facing him in the first round of the postseason. So now that we're through that, let's go through some news before we get to our game, guys. We're going to start in Green Bay with Mike McCarthy. Everybody now knows that he's fired. And Matt, I'm going to send it to you right away because you're a fellow Packer fan. Uh, first of all, what were your thoughts on the firing? Was it is this a good thing or a bad thing for the Packers and dynasty teams? And how is this going to affect Aaron Rodgers? It's hard to say exactly, but I, I have to feel, at least feel like it's a good thing. I mean, one Super Bowl in 13 years with McCarthy, it's just it's getting a little disgusting. So. Uh, I'm I'm glad he got replaced. I, I'm sad the way it happened. The, the, the just there's no way, reason why we should have lost that game against the against the Cardinals. Let's be honest. But in terms of how it affects Rodgers, you know, maybe it's maybe maybe he gets a little bit more say in what happens on the field in terms of game plan. He's been he's been talking all season about how he wants to be more creative, and we keep running these you know these these ISO route run offenses that are you know stuck in the last decade and just aren't creative at all. He's sitting on the sideline watching guys like Sean McVay draw up all these creative plays and, and wondering why he doesn't get the same kind of treatment there. So. That's one exciting thing. I think it's going to be good for for the team in general just to kind of get something new in there and to be able to see Rodgers uh, operate in a different offensive system. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I think this is what, like a lot of Packers think, this is what Rodgers wanted. He wanted this change. You know, there's a lot of speculation in, in and around Green Bay and throughout Wisconsin for sure. Big Packer fans saying that Aaron Rodgers was purposely or – trying to you know submarine what was going on Rodgers made a lot of un Rodgers like passes over the last handful of weeks and he did it against again against Arizona throwing at the feet of receivers in the flat with nobody around badly overthrowing wide receivers streaking down the sidelines it's it's really been a rough year and I know Bears and Vikings and Lions fans will roll their eyes when they hear me say this, but Aaron Rodgers has not been good, and the game that he played in Week 13 should have been embarrassing to him. That was a horrible, horrible game. He averaged only like 4.2 yards per attempt. I'm kind of disgusted with Aaron Rodgers at this point. He better not come out and go for 404 touchdowns now that McCarthy's fired. That would look horrible, so... Uh, I reacted the same way. I, I was ready for a change. I'm a little bit I, – I respect Mike McCarthy. He helped the Packers get that Super Bowl, and I loved it. A little bit bittersweet. I was ready for the change, though. Ryan, anything to add, especially about Rodgers? Sure, sure. I, I guess, first of all, you know, when it when it became clear they were going to lose that game, and, and, and I'm not – certainly not a, a Packer fan – at the same level as you guys, but I do, I do uh, cheer for them. Uh, Randall Cobb's still my favorite player, even through his tough year. So uh, I was first sad to see them lose, but most especially I was dreading 
talking to you guys about about the state of the Packers, and uh, obviously you would be frustrated. And then just a couple hours later when they made that decision and, and the announcement that McCarthy was fired, that totally flipped. I couldn't wait to talk to you two to, <laughs> to hear your thoughts. It seems like uh, all fantasy players, all Packers fans were, were pleased with that decision. And it, it really was a long time coming. Um, that, that seemed to be a common sentiment as well, that this should have happened two or three years ago even. As far as what it does for Rodgers, I mean, what we've seen just this year, and and yeah, Dan, maybe maybe Packers fans, maybe Dynasty owners have been spoiled by Aaron Rodgers, but what we've seen this year, it's not going to get much worse from Aaron Rodgers. You would you would think. I, I don't know if we see a ton of improvement the rest of this season. You know, Joe Philbin takes over; he was the offensive coordinator. We we shouldn't expect the offense to change much. Uh, I don't think, at least. Um, so maybe maybe some more frustration from Aaron Rodgers, from Aaron Jones, or or at least related to Aaron Jones' usage. But I think going forward, uh, twenty nineteen and beyond, we can we can see both of those guys bounce back and and some big offensive numbers from the Packers as we expect. Yeah, I think it's coming, and and it could come down the stretch just in time for for fantasy owners. I think those players are going to have a chip on their shoulder and say, hey, it wasn't me. It was the coach. I think that offense could open up a little bit. I'm, I'm going to be angry, though, if Rodgers has a huge game as soon as the coach leaves the building. We should, Matt, talk a little bit, or at least speculate a little bit, since we are Packers fans and dynasty owners. Who or or at least what kind of coach should dynasty owners specifically want in Green Bay going forward? Someone asked me this on Twitter, and I don't know if it could ever actually happen because he's on public record as saying he'd only come back to coach the Browns. But how much fun would it be to see Bruce Arians come back and coach the Packers? That That is really my number one desire right there. I know a lot of people are going to mock. Uh, mock. I don't know if it's really a mock, but they're going to are going to want are, are going to project uh, uh, Josh McDaniels to go there. Uh, another guy I, I think is is somebody that, that could be a, a good candidate is Jim Harbaugh if he or sorry John Harbaugh if he gets uh, gets fired from Baltimore there. You know that would bring in uh, someone that has experience and, and has you know has has had creative offenses in the past and is doing doing some creative things right now with Lamar Jackson. Um, college, college wise, Link, uh, the, the guy from uh, Oklahoma, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, um, and then another whisper I think that would be really exciting is if uh, there's been whispers that that uh, Gary Kubiak might come back, and if they can build up an offensive line with him and install uh, a place to really protect Rodgers as he gets older into the you know not necessarily out of the prime of his career, I think he's still in his prime, but you know as he ages that would help him a lot and maybe take a little bit of pressure off off of him in that regard. So those are just a few names that I like, but my number one is definitely Bruce Arians. If there's some way we can get him out of retirement, uh, both from an offensive standpoint and uh, from uh, uh, a dynasty standpoint to help us out with the offense. Probably what they should do is hire a defensive coach, but I feel pretty decent about what Mike Pettin has done. You have know, had a lot of injuries along the defensive line uh, with Mike Neal and uh, Nick Perry getting hurt, key players there. So I feel okay with what, what Pettis has done um, and go, so, so we could go ahead and get an offensive coach if we, need, if we wanted to. Yeah, I, th- I think most dynasty owners will say whatever gives Rodgers – what he wants so he can be the 45 touchdown 4500 yard guy because then all those weapons that he's used in the past and whatever weapons may come down the pike 
here coming up in the next few years will put up those numbers that we all like like to get and it'd be good for for all those guys you name the the real big names that everybody seems to mention with mcdaniels and uh mcdaniels and lincoln riley that that seems like the the go-to names for sure one name that you know and you said arians i would love to see that too i think I think dynasty owners would as well. He's got that creativity. He's an older guy. Maybe he can get Rogers in line. Rogers, he really rubs me the wrong way lately. His body language is horrible on the field. I don't think he respected the coach down the stretch of McCarthy's career. And that had a big effect on his play and how the Packers played in general, everybody around him, especially on that offense. So I'd like to see an offensive mind, somebody that can command some respect. And Arians was really high on my list. A few other names that seem to jump out from time to time. Offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy. He's a popular choice because of that offensive and the cre- creativity there. The Saints offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, has been an Im- uh, a popular name as well. You accidentally said Jim Harbaugh. I would love <laughs> to see that. He can come over from Michigan. I hate Jim Harbaugh. I really do when he's on the other team. When he's your coach, I think I'd like him if he was my coach. So, Ryan, I need your thoughts on this. What, who, who do the, who do those offensive playmakers need for fantasy owners to be happy with what's going on in Green Bay? I, I mean, it seems like Riley and McDaniel's definitely are the are the two that everybody would be chasing. The other guy that wasn't mentioned is Minnesota's OC uh, John uh, DeFilippo, I believe, is his name. He he's a name that just has popped up over the past couple of years and in, in these coaching searches, it seems like his time to get a chance at a head coaching gig is probably coming soon. It would, it, it would add a little fun to that rivalry as if there's not enough already for, um, for a guy to go from Minnesota to green Bay as well. I read today when, when kind of prepping and I, I got distracted by the Packers coaching search temporarily, uh, I read a name that I didn't know a lot about, Matt LaFleur. He's in Tennessee as the offensive coordinator, but has spent a lot of time. Uh, he was in L.A. last year with the Rams. Uh, so there's the potential for some creativity there as well, as Dynasty owners will all be watching over the coming weeks and, and maybe you know maybe even months as they pick that next coach in Green Bay. Uh, it I guess it'll affect all of us. Let's go to the next big news from the last week or so. Kareem Hunt released. All of us heard about, if not saw, the video. So we don't need to really talk about much of that. Let's talk about how we react now uh, as Dynasty owners. Ryan, if you have Kareem Hunt on your team, uh, you got to be concerned that he never scores another point for, for your team again, right? Yeah, I think you have to be. Obviously, this is, um, of course, a serious offense and um, and maybe even more troubling uh, is are, are these other things that keep popping up that were maybe not reported at all or or at least underreported. But now that, you know, now that this video has come out, then other stuff is also coming out and uh, Schefter reported today that the NFL is considering three separate events uh, as their as they make their decision about a, a suspension. And of course, I almost said possible suspension. We're we're certain to see a suspension, and it, it's just a matter of how long that is. I mean, with 
with the video, with the way that so many of these other things have been handled, this is starting to feel like maybe they're going to try to make their point with this case. And I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a full year suspension. Um, plus, plus of course, just the rest of this season, which is a given. So now you're talking 2020. We know the 2020 class is, uh, is stacked at running back. So if, if you're going into the 2020 season and you need a running back, are you going to sign Kareem Hunt? Or are you just going to spend a, a second or a third round pick on one of these dozen good young running backs that, that are going to be squeaky clean? It's going to be a pretty easy choice in my opinion. So um, my immediate reaction was obviously discussed at the, at the incident, but focused only on dynasty I thought it would it was a good chance to buy low on Hunt, and as the even just a, a few days past that now, uh, I'm starting to change my tune and uh, really be concerned that we don't see him uh, maybe ever again. So that's a really good point about the 2020 class, and and I I agree with you that if we see Hunt on the field again, it's probably at least very late in 2019, and all the way to never. I think those are the possibilities with Hunt finding his way back onto an NFL field again. So with that all in mind, what do you take it? If you have Hunt on your team, what does it take to pry him away from you, Ryan? I still consider him a hold. Um, obviously we know the, the ability and the upside when he's on the field. And I just don't, I don't think the price that people are going to offer is going to be tempting enough. I mean, we're looking, although completely different scenarios and situations, from a dynasty value standpoint, we're basically looking at another Josh Gordon situation. So if you just want him off your roster, you want to take something for him, you are worried he never plays again, then yeah, take that late second and, and kind of move on. Other than that, I'm I'm probably just going to hold him and probably be frustrated in a couple of years. <laughs> Matt, how about you? You got him on a roster or two still. What's it take to to get him from you? I, I I've gone I've really gone back and forth in this. I think I, I've settled on like a late first. I think I would take, but I, I don't think I can sell for a second. I think the the chance that he does play again, I just think the upside is too high to to sell for that. Unless you just want to be done with it and don't want to deal with the situa- situation, you know. Uh, if if the people with Josh Gordon had sold, you know, they're set, you know, the second off season for a late first, they would be probably be pretty happy with that right now. So, uh, I, I think that's where I'm at. If I can't get that late first, I'm probably gonna hold. I really like what Ryan said there about that 2020 class. You might be able to get a random first rounder in 2020. And that, that could be the angle if you're looking to sell. Try to get something like that put together and, you know, most likely you're not going to regret it over the next year, year and a half. So uh, that might be the move to make. Let's spin this over to the Chiefs side. Spencer Ware started in week 13, 14 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown also caught a pass. Damian Williams filled in three for 38, two catches, they split the workload. Now Charkandrick West was signed. Matt, who do we want in our rosters in this postseason, if anybody? I think it's still where I think he's going to still get that 60%-ish workload. He's going to be the early down guy for sure. 
But and I think he's going to have a good shot at some touchdowns too. You know, this offense is is very good, obviously, and and if we get those down to the goal line areas, I think it's going to be where it's going to get those opportunities. That said, Damian Williams, I think when we watched him, he only had three carries, uh, but I, I think the difference in the burst and the juice that he brought to the table was pretty obvious when compared to where, which makes me sad. We talked up where a little bit last week. In fact, when we uh, we're talking about our stashes and, and being optimistic about where in 2019 and he just didn't really seem like and look like the same player as he did in, in 2016. So that's a little bit disappointing, but I think just volume wise, I think where it has to be the guy, I think West is a, you know, a fine dart throw, but I, I, he, you know, he's always been a depth player for them. He's had a few chances to, to have, have some opportunity there as the starter when Jamal Charles went down several years ago and he was fine for a few weeks, but I don't think he's anyone that you really want to rely on unless it becomes clear that he's going to be the, the guy they want to feature. So I think it's just going to be a big committee and where is going to be the, 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 the volume play out of, out of that group. Real quickly, Matt, do any of these guys have 2019 value? I mean, I think there's – listen, I think the Chiefs are definitely going to bring in another player, but I think there's a decent chance now with the way it, it lays and it, it, that, that Ware is going to be back in some role if they want to keep him unless some team just throws a lot of money at him, which I don't really see happening. So I think there's a decent chance that Ware is, is still you know part of the game plan in 2019. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as optimistic about that. I, I really do feel like – you were right. They're going to bring somebody in to be the bell cow, to be the guy, and Ware will either return to that role as backup handcuff for dynasty owners, or or just kind of fade into oblivion. Um, you know, it, it was fine what he did, but it didn't seem to me he, he's ready. He was ready to go. If they were, if they wanted to make Spencer Ware a big part of the offense down the stretch here, I think they would have done it in that game. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and that changes over the next three weeks. Uh, three or four weeks and into the postseason, but I'm not sure. Ryan, what are your thoughts on on that Kansas City backfield? Well, like everybody else, I think I was probably excited to see Spencer Ware and and him just move into that uh, into that lead role. You know, I kind of got lulled into uh, thinking about his 2016 season and the opportunity he would have, and, and was certainly disappointed by his play. I'm not dropping him or anything like that, but I don't know that we can start him going forward. And honestly, the Chiefs just have enough other weapons, mainly in their passing game, that they don't really have to worry about replacing Kareem Hunt. They could trot out some combination of Ware and and Williams. I, I, I believe they re-signed Sharkhandrick West. They've got this rookie, Daryl Williams. So they're just going to kind of rotate through, through these guys, and I don't know if any of them are going to be uh, worthwhile of... Uh, putting in fantasy lineups. The other interesting comment that I heard someone say last week before all this started was that Patrick Mahomes had not actually reached his upside fantasy upside because he hadn't been, hadn't really been running and he, he hadn't needed to, but on Sunday he set his season high in rushing attempts with nine in rushing yards with 52. He led the team in rushing. And we also saw them give Tyree kill two carries for, and, and he gained 37 yards. So with those two guys, obviously they want their ball, the ball in their hand as much as they can. And that's not the case with Spencer Ware. I completely agree with that. They're going to find creative ways like they always do to get their playmakers, their best players on the field touches. And Spencer Ware is not as high on that list as we've seen in the past, in the last year and a half, at least with hunt. So I, I kind of anticipate that workload that he got 14 carries. He'll average 
three and a half to four and a half yards of carry, most likely. If he falls in the end zone, he's a flex play. But if he doesn't, most likely over the next four weeks, you're going to be disappointed with the number he posts for your dynasty roster. A couple more subjects to touch on in news. Uh, A couple rookie running backs made an impact. Justin Jackson, he looked a lot better than Austin Eckler the other night. Uh, Eight carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Like Matt said before with Damian Williams, he had a lot more juice than Eckler, Ryan. Are you willing to play either of these guys in week 14 if, if you're in the postseason? Um, if I'm in the postseason, I'm, I'm hoping and assuming I probably have better options at this point. But honestly, I, I wasn't surprised by Jackson's play. And in fact, I, I think Matt and I were kind of on the same page last week in thinking that Eckler could see basically his same role and, and that Jackson could could be kind of the player that plays that Melvin Gordon role. And, and they, you know, they tried Eckler in the first half and they were down a, a couple touchdowns. And, and when they used Jackson in the second half, things changed quickly. Uh, but I, I would have a hard time relying on either of these guys uh, in, you know, with my season on the line. So going into 2019, Ryan, which one of these guys would you rather have in your roster? Oh, still Eckler for sure. Um, I mean, he's he's shown that uh, RB2, that flex upside this season, even when Gordon was healthy. Uh, once Gordon is back, Jackson is, is going to take a backseat. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's if they're going to find a role for him, honestly. Matt, what are your thoughts? I, I pretty much agree with Ryan. I I, I, I Jackson looked really good, but we have to keep in mind that a lot of his carries were in the fourth quarter. The defense was tired. They finally figured out things that were were working. They started to pull some guards um, in different in different ways and be able to create mismatches for him. So, I mean, there's some there's some definitely some game planning there to his success. But he just kind of looks like a tougher runner than Eckler. You know, um, he can catch the ball well, but I don't think he's as good as as Eckler in the passing game. And with Gordon coming back, you know, presumably, presumably Chargers are going to resign him. I, I would I would assume they're going to do that if they can if they want to spend that money on a running back so if that's the case then I agree Eckler is the play there but if for some reason he walks and you know they they bring in another guy in the draft or whatever I don't I don't can't imagine they necessarily go out in free agency and get a guy um, but I guess there's a scenario where Jackson um, is is the lead back but I, I don't feel very confident about that so I'm just going to say Eckler for 2019. Yeah me too I I'm still uh, leery of Eckler uh, I like Ryan said, I like him in the role that he's in when Gordon is in place, uh, a way different player. And like he said, he has flex appeal when, when he has Gordon to, to take all that attention away. But it seems, and Ryan talked about it last week when Eckler has the role to himself, he just, he just hasn't come through for dynasty owners. So he should really stay in that, that second fiddle role. Another rookie running back that made an impact last week was Jeff Wilson, 15 carries, 61 yards, also caught eight passes for 73, filling in nicely for Matt Breda, who aggravated that ankle injury in pregame warm-ups. Wilson, he looked explosive. Uh, He's a tall guy. I'm not going to pretend like I knew anything about this guy coming out of North Texas during draft season, undrafted free agent. Made the team. First time I heard about him was when they played Tampa Bay, and uh, he had seven carries, eight touches, 
in that game. And I think Ryan said it before the show that you saw people picking him up in your dynasty leagues. I did. I think me and Matt both nodded to that. Yeah, I did the same thing. I, nah, I'll pass on that guy. Well, it seems like he could make an impact down the stretch here, Matt. What are your thoughts? Is What's the value of Jeff Wilson both down the stretch here and also going into 2019 potentially, and then if he's a free agent in your league, you're you're bidding whatever you got left, right? Yeah, I think I think he's probably, if not the top pickup this week, then and you know he's probably second. Um, as far as like value going forward, I don't think there, there's really a whole lot to see there unless he just blows up these last few weeks of the season. You know, McKinnon is going to come back. Uh, and, and it seems like he's the guy that they, they want to be the running back there. Brita has shown well, but has been hurt injury-wise off and on all season. He's been like, I think it's Bear, Matthew Barry that uses the fantasy zombie term. Uh, he's like the fantasy zombie every week. He goes down, and it's like the worst injury ever, and then he pops right back up and is playing the same game or the, or the following week, even though he's, he's projected to be out. So he's a tough one to pin down, but it seems like this one, he's already been ruled out for, for week 14, so... At least for next week, uh, I guess if if you're really in dire straits at running back, uh, you can start him. I, I, I if if we compare him to the guys we were just talking about with Eckler and Jackson, I think I might rather play both of them over Wilson at this point. But you know, there's there's probably some cheap points there if you if you're really struggling at running back next week. Yeah, and they play Denver next week, which uh, that front seven shuts down a lot of good players. So Ryan, your thoughts on Wilson? Yeah, just, well, really like you guys, I didn't have many thoughts until last Sunday. But knowing Breed is out and knowing Breed is out for this week and knowing and seeing how quickly they ruled him out, thinking he he might miss the rest of the season at this point. When it gets this late in the season, one relatively minor injury is enough to land you on the injured reserve list. So with Wilson, we could be looking at a guy who starts the rest of the season I think his PPR uh, upside is especially exciting as we, you know, as we finish out the season, he caught eight balls for 73 yards. Basically all of their receivers are, are hurt right now, except for uh, our guy, Dante Pettis. So I'd actually, I disagree with Matt. I'd rather start Wilson over the chargers. Um, I feel I'd rather start him over any of the chiefs. I feel pretty confident with Wilson just based on his usage last week. Yeah, he's going to get some opportunities for sure. I agree. I would rather start Wilson over the Chargers option. Still would go with Ware. Wilson's got the gamut to go through those defenses over the next three weeks. Uh, Denver at home, Seattle at home, and then Chicago at home. It doesn't get much rougher than that. But like you said, Ryan, in a PPR, he's going to get those opportunities, all those check downs. And I think his floor is going to be double digits for sure. There are probably worse options out there. I'm going to be bidding on him just to keep him away from my opponents down the stretch in the postseason because I don't want to run into the guy that all of a sudden catches 13 passes or something like that and falls into the end zone a couple times. And he outscores one of my top guys for sure. So with that, we're going to wrap up the news Uh, portion of the program for this episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. And I'm going to hand things over to Ryan, who came up with this, I'm sure, excellent December ADP game. Yes. Oh, it's going to be a good one. (laughs) Matt, uh, Matt, our our Dynasty game guru, you're going to be very jealous. 
that you didn't come up with this, but I do. I can't wait. I do need, I'm going to need Matt to, to name it. That's his specialty. So he'll probably think of, of some clever name for this game. So, so before we start here, Ryan, are you, are you saying that Matt can flip it over to his podcast? This can be, are you, are you willing to give it over to Matt? Uh, We've had some discussions. We're (laughs) We're in negotiations right now. There will probably be some royalty fees, but I think you you might see this one on Dynasty Game Night in the coming right. in the coming months. Okay, here's what we're going to do. This is December ADP, so this is not data that is even on DLF site yet. It's uh, still in the process of being collected, but we are uh, we're almost a hundred players deep. So tonight we're going to look at the top six quarterbacks, the top six tight ends, and the top twelve running backs and wide receivers. You guys are going to play a two-step guessing game. You're going to try to name a player that is in that group. If you do, you get one point for that. Your next step is to name the exact rank of that Ooh. player. So, for example, if you think if you think Peyton Manning is quarterback <laughs> one, you would you would say that. If you are correct and Peyton Manning is quarterback one, you get one point for the name. And you get the value of his rank as a point as Ooh. points also. So in that case, you would get two points. Now, if you miss it, if you miss the uh, the second part of the guess. So if if Peyton Manning's actually quarterback two, and you guess he's quarterback one, then you lose points based on how far you are away. So you would lose one point, and of course, you could lose many other points depending on how far away you are. <laughs> So this is a little bit, I don't know, Matt, is it a little bit like golf? You're going to get some, some positive scores, some negative scores? Yeah, this sounds fun. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not excited crushed. about keeping score, so I'm glad you're doing that for this game. No, I'm, I'm going to keep score. I'll do that part. And then the, the last part of the scoring is... Oh, <laughs> the last part of the scoring is if you guess a player who is not even on the list, so he's not among the top six quarterbacks or tight ends, He's not among the top uh, 12 running backs or wide receivers. You lose one point each time. So, for example, the first bad guess, you lose one point. Second bad guess, you lose two points and so on. Okay. I love it. it. All right. One question. One question. Yes. Do you have to guess? You have to guess. You have to guess until all 12 are guessed. We'll we'll see how this goes. We'll we'll try to guess every player. It's a total of 36 players. Are we going to do it by position? Nope. Oh, you can go anywhere. Go anywhere you want. So again, you're going to name a player, and then you're going to name what rank you think they are in their position. Oh yeah, based on how far away. We'll add it up at the end, and the winner gets a prize in my liking. We get a cuddle, cuddle from Ryan. That's right. Yeah. Dan, we're going to let you go first. All right, I'm going to take the easy way out. I'll take Patrick Mahomes, and that he's the number one quarterback. All right, so Patrick Mahomes is on the list, and he is the quarterback one, so you get one point for that, and it is Matt's turn. I'm going to stick with quarterback, and I'm going to say Deshaun Watson is number two. Deshaun Watson is number – I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson is on the list, but he's not Ooh. number two. He's actually number three, so – you basically get zero points. You get one point for naming Watson, but then you're one spot away, so you're at zero still. So to just to clarify, 
Watson. I can't say Watson, and he's three. He's he's off the board. Right. Once you name the player correctly, they're they're off the list. Okay. I will switch over to running back and say Saquon Barkley is two. Saquon Barkley is on the list, but he is running back one. So you were one away. That is a net zero points for you. Still up two nothing. That's right. You're in the lead so far in the early going. Matt, I can tell, is (laughs) coming... Is is game? I better go ahead and say Todd Gurley is the running back too. You are right. So you get one point for naming Gurley. You get two points for nailing his rank, which is RB two. I don't like being the leadoff hitter. I'd rather be <laughs> the second guy. I'm gonna say DeAndre Hopkins is wide receiver one. All right. So DeAndre Hopkins is on the list, of course, but he is the wide receiver three. So you lose oh. one point from that. Wide receiver three. Wow, that didn't open a door. For it really you. didn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to tight end and say Cal- Travis Kelsey is number one. Yes, you got it. So that's two points for Matt. So current score is Matt has five. Dan has one. Ouch. I will take Odell Beckham Jr. to be the wide receiver one. Correct. That's two points. I'm gonna say. Zach Ertz is the tight end two. That is correct for three points. Uh, Michael Thomas is the wide receiver two. Yes, he is. That's three points for Dan. Okay. Now we're getting serious. All the, all the, all the easy ones are gone. (laughs) Oh man. I'm going to say George Kittle is the tight end three. He is, so that gets you four points. Ouch. I will take Gronk to be the tight end four. Gronk is not in the top six tight ends. Oh, man! Whoa! Holy smokes. So so that's your first totally incorrect guess, which is a, a loss of one point. Wow, that's a shocker. I'm sure our listeners are just as surprised as we just reacted. (laughs) Gronk is actually tied in seven. That's nuts. Still. (laughs) That's nuts. Uh, I'm going to say Jared Goff is the quarterback, too. Jared Goff is on the list, but he is the quarterback six. So that is a a minus. No, actually, it's a minus uh, three points total. You get one point for naming him, and you were all four. Well, that would have to make Aaron Rodgers the quarterback three. Quarterback three was Deshaun Watson. Or, excuse me, the quarterback two. Okay. Um, Rodgers is on the list, but he is the quarterback four. So that is a minus one for you. Wow. Uh, All right. I'll say quarterback two is Cam Newton. Cam's on the list. Oh. But he's quarterback. He's quarterback five. You oh, lose. I'm so stupid. I know who it is. You lose two more points on that. I'm going to say the quarterback two is, there is. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Dan, you're wrong. Oh, Carson, oh. Goodness. Carson Wentz is not on the list at all. What? Yeah. So, Dan, you lose two points on that. That's your second incorrect guess 
<laughs> really I'm going to go away from quarterback because apparently I have no idea who quarterback <laughs> two is. Uh, I'm going to go to running back, and I'm going to say Alvin Kamara is the running back three. He's on the list. He's the running back four. So you get zero points out of that guess. Well, then I'll take Zeke to be the running back three. He is. So you get four points from that. I needed them. You did need them. <laughs> What's the score? <laughs> it is seven to actually it's seven to six. Seven to six. Matt's in the lead. Okay. I'm, I'm hanging gonna, in there. Say yeah. Christian McCaffrey is the running back five. You nailed it. That's a big one. So that gets you six points. That that's painful. Uh, I will take Melvin Gordon as the running back six. Uh, he is on the list. He's running back seven. You get zero points for that guess. <laughs> this is a stupid game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you guys. We started this collecting this data. I know who it is fri- yep, on Friday. Yep. It's uh, the running back six is Kareem. Oh Hunt. no. He, he is. Not, not, not for Seven long, but point yeah. guess. I'm going to play the rest of this game <laughs> under protest. Uh, okay, I'm going to go back to the wide receivers, I guess. <laughs> I need a big one. I'm going to take Kenny Galladay to be the wide receiver Ooh, 12. like it. He's not on there. You lose three mm. points. So you're, you're negative Third points. Yes, that was yep. off the list. I'm, I'm going to stay at running back, and I'm going to say that Joe Mixon is the running back eight. He is. You get nine points for that. I'm going to take Stephon <laughs> Diggs to be the wide receiver 12. Dan, it worked. Oh, he, is the, he is the wide receiver yeah! 12. Nice work. That's a 13-point oh, guess. what's the score now? Uh, I don't think I can count that high. We'll, have to, we'll sort this out at the end. <laughs> He's got to get he's got to get his kid over there to get some fingers and toes. Matt, does does this game so far get the game night stamp? Of yeah, the I love it. It's it's really hard, okay. uh, and it sounds like a pain to to score keep be the scorekeeper, but it's fun. I like it. Yeah. It All right, fun. it is your turn, Matt. I'm still protesting. Which which uh, can you tell me which quarterback or sorry which wide receivers we have already one through is it one through three? We've got one through three, OBJ, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, and we've got 12, Diggs. I'm going to say wide receiver four is Devontae Adams. He is the wide receiver five, so that's a a zero-pointer. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill to be the wide receiver four. You got it. That's five more points for you. Interesting. So we've got the first five now. I'm going to say Mike Evans is the wide receiver six. Mike Evans is the wide receiver eight. Gosh. So you lose one point on that one. I'm going to take, it seems like everything's youth. I don't feel good about the wide receivers anymore. Uh, I'm going to flip over to... David Johnson to be the running back nine. David Johnson is on the list. He's the running back 11. So that is a one point loss for you. Matt. I'll say running back nine is James Connor. James Connor's running back 10, zero points. Dano. I'll take. OJ Howard to be the tight end four. 
OJ Howard is the tight end five. I will zero. Points. I will take David and Joku as the tight end four. He is. That's five points. Thanks, for Dan. Matt. I was waiting for you to pick one of those. <laughs> Gosh. I don't want to guess off the board, so I better get away from a tight end. Uh, I need another big one. I'm gonna take Juju Smith Schuster to be the wide receiver ten. Juju is on the list but he's the wide receiver six. Oh wow oh my so goodness that, he jumped that is a three point loss for dan that's painful that one hurt i'm gonna say evan ingram is the tight end six nailed it seven points for matt and tight end's done right tight end is done we have one quarterback left two running backs and four wide receivers Okay, I'll take Keenan Allen as the wide receiver seven. Keenan Allen is actually the wide receiver 11. So that's what? another three-point loss. Who is doing this? <laughs> Holy smokes. Matt, you're up. And you've got you've got a big lead, Matt. Which quarterback spot? Quarterback two. Quarterback, quarterback two, two still. Oh, who the hell could it be? Uh, I'll say quarterback Mm, quarterback to Russell Wilson. Oh. Nope. That is a one point loss for you. That's your first off the board guess. I will take Julio Jones to be the wide receiver. You nice. nailed it. That's 11 nice points work. for Dan. Do we still need wide receiver seven? We need wide receiver seven and nine. I'm going to say wide receiver nine is Adam Thielen. He is 10 points. <sighs> So that would make Antonio Brown wide receiver nine. Wide receiver seven. Yes. You get eight <laughs> points for that. Yeah, wide receiver seven. Jeez. So wide receivers are done. I'll I'll run over the over those now for our listeners. Wide receivers, Odell Beckham, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith Schuster at wide receiver six, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, and Stefan Diggs. Uh, we're also done with tight ends. That was Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle, Njoku, Howard, and Ingram. And I also told you that Gronk is tight end seven. Okay, quarterback two. Is it Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck is quarterback oh, two. Finally, Three geez. points for Matt. Quarterbacks are done. Mahomes, Luck, Watson, Rogers, Cam, and Goff. We have two running back spots left. Matt, I don't think you can lose this. You've got a pretty big Perfect. lead. <laughs> and Dan, you are up. I don't know. There, there's big lots of points left on the board if Dan can nail these. I got I gotta go I gotta go with something kind of crazy. I'll take Nick Chubb as running back twelve. You didn't go crazy enough. Nick Nick Chubb. Oh Nick I, Chubb is running was, back twelve. That was nine. my next running back pick. So um so Dan, you lose you actually lose two points on that one. I will say really needed it. So we only have one left, right? One running back? Yeah, one I'll left. say Le'Veon Bell running back twelve. That's it. That's thirteen points for you. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great game, Ryan. I love it. Dan doesn't like it. <laughs> no, it was fun. All right, Dan has twenty nine points. We both had negative points in because that freaking quarterback two spot. I never would have thought luck would have got all the way up there, but I guess what is it? Eight straight weeks with three three touchdowns or more. That that'll do it, I guess. 
You had 29 points in running backs only. Dan had 29 points. Matt had 65 points. And you win the game. 65 to 29. Oh, Sorry, Dan. I got killed. Got crushed. Hey, I heard, Ryan, that the actual rules for this game was that the loser got kicked off the show. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) So long, fellas. To all the listeners, tip of the cap. I'm out. Oh, geez. That was rough. That was a really fun game, though, Ryan. You definitely came up with some excellent rules for that. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to see that. Absolutely. That's a fun now. game. Uh, I might have to streamline the scoring a little bit just for ease of, uh, of of keeping it. But, yeah, that's a great game, Ryan. Well, you're no teacher like Ryan. It's Ryan's true. quick with the digits. I need, like, a whiteboard or something, right? <laughs> Man, the, I think what we – took from this the most was there was a huge shakeup in DLF ADP this month. Yeah, for sure. We, I mean, Andrew Luck up to quarterback six. He hadn't even been in the top two. five quarterbacks. Two. Uh, quarterback two. Yeah, sorry. Um, Gronk out of the top six quarterbacks. Juju way up. Tyreek Hill way up. So, um, the offseason's not here yet, but we're starting to see youth really take over, which it always does in the offseason. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but it usually does wait until following the postseason and when there's that, that big spring of those, all of a sudden those guys turn from 29 to 30, and that's when we see a lot of those guys regularly. Or have we have we seen it in a, like, dynasty postseason? Yeah, I think it's just, it's just a case of really, I mean, we talk about it at DLF, there is no offseason. I think that's what we're seeing. You know, I mean, I'm already seeing leagues – uh, new startup drafts happening uh, for for next year. So it, it's just that gap between the seasons is basically vanishing. So um, guys that are maybe you know out of the playoffs in their league or, or what have you are just starting to think with that 2019 mindset already. Yeah, I think you know our listeners who were thinking about making a big move for one of these young players that were fringe top ten guys and. You know, obviously they're they're moving way up. Uh, you're gonna have to pay a little bit more as this off season kind of rolls out. Uh, that's gonna do it for this week's DLF Dynasty podcast. Hope you had as much fun as Matt and I did competing in Ryan's new game that is to be named by Matt uh, on on game night, I guess. For Ryan and Matt, I'm Dan. Thanks again for listening to the DLF Dynasty podcast. Good luck. This week in your postseason matchups, we'll catch you again next week.